Welcome back, friends, to Watch Closely. It's the weekly show. We take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. I'm your host, Jason. And this week, we got news about The Last Airbender. We got some video game adaptations we were talking about. Johnny Depp has a Pirates 6 rumor floating around. Plus, we got some trailers for Ticket to Paradise, Harley Quinn, and some more. And then finally, we're going to do a movie roundup of some of the things we watched recently. But first, a man who's taught me to use my eyes in ways that others can't. Ernie, how you doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> I don't know why that one got me. Jeez, Louise. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. How are you? You know, it's been a long time since we've talked movies. That is true. I like what we have today. I feel like I always say that. Maybe it's because we do the notes. Little nuggets, little <laughs> morsels. <laughs> I keep saying that. Uh, yeah, dude. Thanks for oh, doing the notes, man. You know, of course you're welcome, dude. Uh, thank you for helping out with the rest of it. But, dude, let me tell you something. I keep watching this trailer for Marcel, right? The A24 movie that I was excited to watch, and uh, I keep rewatching. And I showed my wife the other day. I'm trying to sell her on it so we can go see it. And she's like, "Oh, it's cute. Like we can go see it." And I'm like, "Yes, I'm excited now. We, I'm gonna probably go watch it." And uh, there's like this clip where, or there's like a the trailer. He goes, "He's like, my cousin. He lives in a pocket." <laughs> <laughs> so adorable, dude. I freaking love that, dude. I can't wait to see it. Marcel the but shell. But that is shoes. my story. Uh, it looks good, dude. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's a sweet trailer, dude. I I I, uh, I was sold. I was sold on the trailer. I think my wife actually wants to see it as well. That's awesome. But yeah, so uh, we get you know we got a, a little bit of a little bit of news today. Oh, <laughs> dude, trust me. <laughs> you know what's funny is do you know his name, the guy from House of Gucci? I feel like we never say his it's name. It's Paolo. Because Jared Leto. It's Paolo Gucci. Paolo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There, there was this TikTok I saw. Sorry, where I'm rambling, man, today. But there's this TikTok I saw where uh, they're like the best transition. And it's like when he gets the letter and he's all sad that he's getting his money or whatever taken away from him. And he's like, oh, then it like it, it goes into the, you know, when he's in the car. <laughs> the best transition. I was like, Jesus. Oh. Dude, people love that movie. Like, I know people make fun of Jared Leto's character, but I think people loved it. Like everything about it. There's some people that really liked it. I liked it. But I, I just, it was okay. It was just so long, bro. It was a long movie. It's almost like they could have split it up into like a like a miniseries, like an HBO miniseries or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like people don't do that enough. Like, like I think we talked about this before, but people always say that, or actors used to say, if your movie goes straight to DVD or, DVD or VHS or whatever at the time, then you're not doing well. Or if you're working TV, then you're not ever gonna make it big or something like that but you know now with streaming and all that stuff it's changed i think we've talked about this before but well i mean i think disney that's what disney's been doing like the obi-wan series it could have easily been a movie compressed down into like two or three hours yeah that's true i think they could have taken a lot out of it i i feel like they would have changed the script up a lot though a lot more to make the the ending of darth or i mean sorry spoiler to make the ending a lot stronger than it was on the show i feel like they'd have to change the script up a lot so there was a lot of fluff right there was a couple filler episodes that they could have shortened that's what i'm saying yeah which could have been a good thing right i feel like compact it yeah some part of me believes jason and this is the conspiracy theorist in me (laughs) i believe that the script that was written for obi-wan was changed mid-season just to add darth vader i think there was rumors about it right that Darth Maul was supposed to be in, and I think they had the actual Darth Maul guy there practicing some dual lightsaber stuff or something. Mm. And they changed it up just to get Christian Haydenson back. 
or Hayden Christensen. Sorry, I always say that wrong, but so I'm, I I feel like the story was gonna go a different way and they changed it up. Uh, I don't know. That's my that's my uh, that's interesting. My, uh, I mean, maybe you're right, right? Maybe maybe once they got Hayden Christensen, they had to craft the story around Darth Vader, which makes sense because the if you watch the end of that series, it pretty much was like. We have to have the two face off again. Like that is that is the crux of the show, you know. It all led up to that moment. Yeah. yeah. Great final episode though. I mean like honestly uh, the way they wrapped it up I thought was crazy. It was good. It actually made me want to watch the very first Star Wars again. It's a new hope. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, dude. Every time I see Star Wars for some anything Star Wars, it always makes me want to watch Revenge of the Sith. One of my favorites, uh, like my favorite Star Wars movie is A New Hope, but Revenge of the Sith is like really close up there and mm. I really enjoy it a lot. I just kept thinking of how it was tying in to mm. all the little things that they left off at the end of it. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of builds it up a little bit more, like makes it more powerful. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like when uh, oh when when Princess Leia is a prisoner and then Luke Skywalker rescues her and she's like, you're with Obi-Wan. And then now it, you've, it feels like, oh, that's her old friend. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, how much more, like, devastating it hits you now that you've kind of taken some time in Alderaan, like, kind of felt it, you know, living in that city that she was in. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And then also, like, I think I think uh, the only thing that probably is a little weird is when Obi-Wan dies, but Luke is the only one that feels anything, really. Oh, yeah. The, the most out of the characters, the, the, but Leia does not. That's the only plot or whole plot hole kind of thing. Watch, there's going to be know. like inserts. Um, They're going to George Lucas it again yeah. with little clips. Like Reva's going to cut to Reva be like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, don't even say that, dude. That's a, uh, dude, I, Reva was not my favorite character in that show. I mean, I talked about this probably before, but she she was okay. You know, I, I you know she's a cool actress. I like Moses Ingram, but I didn't like her character. I, I there was just something missing and it was very predictable who she was going to be. Like I told my wife, I'm like, watch, she's going to be part of the order 66 attack, a kid that survived or hit or something. And then you can see it coming like a mile away though. It was so like obvious. You can, that's what I'm saying. It's so obvious. Uh, you know, you're going to have those, it's going to be Jason inserting his voice into this later on before we start. He's going to (laughs) go, he's going to say, uh, this is a reminder spoiler alerts. Please. (laughs) Be careful. <laughs> I just want you to know that Reva is what wants to be known as a Jedi, and so uh, we should. Such. I thought at the end Reva was going to be known as a Skywalker. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that people were like, "You're free now." She's like, "I am a Skywalker." People are so good. It, it's because people really didn't like her character, but um, I thought she was acting the, like yeah. the heck out of what she was given. She wasn't giving that much, but I thought she was really trying to. No, sell it with her acting but like the, the yeah. character was very weak i thought yeah it was not a good character bro that's what i'm saying as moses ingram's a good character actor 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 sorry gosh why couldn't i say that right but her just that character i was just like oh man come on dude like make her cooler like you have like a really cool character to build on like she's like an inquisitor that's trying to kill darth vader that sounds dope and then it just it didn't yeah. Work. But yeah, let's get into the news. I mean, so <laughs> like really g- getting into the news here, we can we can blame, you know, the writing. We can blame the actors, but it all comes down to one person. And uh, that person is Bobby C. Bobby, Bobby JPEG. 
<laughs> Bobby Chapek. Uh, his last name sounds like Chapek. So yeah, so uh, the, the first topic in the news today that I wanted to discuss with you because uh, I didn't know if you heard, but a decision was made to continue his his CEO-ness, the contract that he signs to remain CEO up until 2025. And uh, apparently the decision was unanimous by all the rest of the board members. And uh, we had a couple, you know, we had some backlash in the past. You know, there's been a lot of negative stuff that's come out of his initial run, I guess, as CEO. Like we had the Scarlett Johansson fiasco, Disneyland prices have skyrocketed since he's, you know, not, not a whole lot of new stuff has come to the park. You know, Avengers campus was a little lackluster. Some said wasn't all that great. Stock prices have been declining like crazy. Oh, and also there was a report that Abigail Disney, who's the granddaughter of Disney, was actually launching a uh, fight with the stock uh, with the shareholders saying that sh- what sh- what his paycheck is should be reduced based off his performance basically. Um, I don't think it um, got off the ground obviously because of the um, unanimous decision from the board, but uh, I wanted to ask you Ernie, so all these things that have come out of him being CEO up until this point, do you think this was a good idea for them to continue him through 2025? Do you think it would have been awkward to kind of kick him out early? I just don't know. I just want to get your thoughts. Honestly, I don't know, but I feel that Disney is such a big company that makes a lot of money. And the fact that they're keeping them, they see a future here, right? They see something that we aren't. I know Obi-Wan and some other shows didn't do as well as, as, you know, things in the past that have been coming out. I forget who the uh, original CEO was. Um, that was Iger, uh, Bob Iger. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of people liked when he was kind of handling everything, but there was a regime change, like with everything that's going on right now in the world. And I think they wanted someone like like Bob Chapek to, you know, kind of lead uh, 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 Disney into a different, uh, you know, kind of two of the new Disney is what I'm trying to, is what I'm thinking. I know, right. See, right. As of now, we don't like this because we are the old Disney, but the (laughs) new, the new Disney, like the new, like the, the new kids, the new kids that are growing up with all this, they're the ones that are going to get not, I don't want to say brainwashed, but like they're going to be kind of ushered, ushered into this this new era. There you go of Disney. So they're going to end up spending more money when they get older and and that's what they're building upon. So he, he, he's staying for this long run, like to, to do all this, that that's my, (laughs) that's what came to mind when I thought about it. What, what did you think? Well, so like we've kind of gotten a little bit of a taste of how he's been running things. And, uh, I'm not super like, I know you're saying this is like the new era of Disney. Um, but I'm not sure if, cause a lot of the new Disney shows that have come out, have been a little lackluster. Like they seem to start off strong and then the endings kind of fizzle out. Ms. Marvel's actually been not too bad, but uh, Moon Knight started off really strong and then it kind of fizzled out. Like a lot of the, just the, the different things that he's been handling and like the choices he be, he's been making, it doesn't feel, it's not the Disney we know and love. And I think now that we've gotten kind of a taste of it, I don't know. I don't know if we should give him, like personally, I think, I don't know if he's proved himself 
to be honest. I feel like there's been a lot of blunders. I always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, like kind of like this is growing pains. He's adjusting. There was a pandemic, all these things factored into it. But uh, honestly, in the next couple of years, if we don't see like, I mean, the stock prices, if you look at the stock chart, it's, it's just trending downward for, for Disney stock. So obviously yeah. people are, people are worried. And even this, um, the granddaughter of Disney, right? Like she was really voicing her concern about like, you know, like what, like the amount of money that he's making for what he's doing. And so she, she doesn't agree with the job he's doing. So, uh, I don't know. Like, do you, are you liking this new direction that Disney's going in? Um, now that you've had a little bit I of a don't, taste, but I know no, you don't. honestly, I don't, I mean, we talked about like, we, I keep saying this and I know people are probably like bothered by this, but at this point, but like, this isn't for us anymore. And, and, you know, it's sad to say, but you know, this is for our kids this is for the next generation. And we aren't that, you know, our mindset and the way we've perceived things up to this point is far different than what the new generation is dealing with. And, you know, all that takes, they take all that in, into consideration to sell you this is one of the reasons they keep bringing out remakes of everything. Like there isn't a lot of original content that we've, I mean, we've gotten a lot of original content, but a lot of the, there's a lot of retellings though. Like, yeah. like retellings of the original content that Disney uh, used to have now is coming like Aladdin, right? We're going to get Hercules, stuff like that. Like it's coming to the new age. And, uh, but we haven't gotten a, a new, how do I explain? Like, we don't get a new, like, you know how we got turning red? We're not getting another turning red. You know, like that, mm. that isn't, that isn't, that isn't a Snow White. That isn't a Hercules as of now. Frozen is probably the one that's the biggest one that I know thus far. That was like a culture, cultural phenomenon, to be honest with you. Um, it was everywhere. But like, yeah. we don't, we don't have as many of those. Um, so, you know, that's why I'm saying that there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a shift, there's a shift in all this stuff. And I feel that they're going to, you know, uh, this is probably a testing ground and Bob Chapek is the, I don't know if he's the, the instructor of all, like he, I don't know if he's the one leading us there or he's just a face of nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I think he just, he's a CEO of nothing. Honestly, I think the other people around him are the ones honestly dictating everything that's going around. I don't think he goes, well, you know what? In light year, I want a woman to kiss a woman. Like, I don't think that's him. He doesn't handle that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's just this face of a company. It's kind of like uh, Kathleen Kennedy, right? She does little moves in, in here and there, but everyone else is actually, kind of making the content right i think he does have a, a quite a bit of say because he he's let a lot of people go that were controversial and he's he's hired a bunch of uh, new people like his people so i think in a way he does have a lot of sway because of the the people he's put in place um to kind of run things yeah you're right i totally forgot about that dude yeah because that had just come out too that not just but that he was firing people because of what was going on yeah yeah, so I, I mean, no, I always feel like uh, I always feel like they 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 always look like they have something to say, but they really don't. Like there's always someone that is controlling them. Like there just there has to be, like he can't have all the power. Like I I, I mean I don't know Bob Chapek's like career, you know, like I don't know his background of things that he's done, but for them to choose who for them to choose him for such a big company to you know to lead them to something else it, it's it's a pretty big freaking deal 
So I assume that they have, they themselves have a plan, and Bob Chapek is just the face as well. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I'm sure the company as a whole has a roadmap laid out as where they want to go. But I think they always have that lead point person keeping the ball rolling, kind of like moving the football forward in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I want to hear from you guys, like the younger, the the people that this is supposed to be aimed at. Like, are you guys liking the direction that Disney's headed? Are we just grumpy old people? Like, <laughs> or is there actually something to this? Like, are you guys feeling like it's off a little bit? Like the classic Disney has kind of lost its luster a little bit let us know on twitter at watchful tweets or use the hashtag watch closely let us know but yeah so we'll keep an eye on that one but the second piece of news i wanted to talk to you about ernie is actually the netflix series for the last airbender season one has officially wrapped filming and i know you you watched that series you're a fan of that series i heard yes, yes. i think i actually sent you the there was a message from michael goy i think is one of the directors and he was saying like to all the fans of the cartoon series he says all of us who worked on this are fans of the animated show including all the executives at netflix he says so we really work to capture the heart and soul of the program in our live action version with our virtual production and i think this is the live action version that we've always wanted to see so hearing those words from one of the directors or any do are you excited does this heighten your enthusiasm at all or are you going to watch this series? I mean, <laughs> I am. I'm going to watch it, definitely. I mean, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop. I, I think they were hype. See, that's the thing, bro. I mean, they could say all the, the things. They could say yeah, the things we want to hear. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? But is it really going to be that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just I've been fooled too many times now at this point that I just don't want to. I don't want to believe it, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. I believe it. Like, I love when people say they are fans of the work right and and that they're gonna try to stay true to the things i'm gonna definitely check it out i mean i've watched the i've watched avatar the last airbender like all see all the seasons like freaking four times oh wow <laughs> that i watched them yeah. i i i i love the, the the anime i know a lot of people say it's not an anime it it's an anime <laughs> um I'd say you're a fan. It's great, dude. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of it. I, I really love this stuff. Uh, probably one of the best episodes. One of my favorites is Tales of Bossing Say. You guys should check that one out. It's really dope. But I feel like you need to watch the show to get some context, to be honest with you, to get to watch that episode. It just hits a lot harder. Um, that's, that's for another story, <laughs> though. But, yeah, dude, I, you know, him saying that, it, it does excite me because, like, you know, like, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, we've been fooled once. And, but then again, it's like, maybe he feels that this is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they feel that they're doing their best. You can't, I think, I think, I think a lot of people don't think this. Now, somebody said think a lot, but anime is definitely very difficult to make live action. They're going to do a one piece live action. Oh, yeah. yeah. We haven't even discussed that, but the characters are ugly and weird looking and the way the guy stretches and all that stuff. It, it's, it's a crazy anime. I don't know how they're going to live action that that's going to be the hardest one to be honest with you. Cause it's very, wild, I, I honestly yeah. don't, I, cause it is a wild dude. The, the way the characters are, are look or is, is freaking crazy, bro. <laughs> I 
like go one of these days just just google one piece and look at the way the characters look like i, I don't know how they're gonna try to get that done but i'm sure they're just gonna do like the first season and then if it works out maybe they get a bigger budget and are able to put a whole ton of money on like I don't know, freaking uh, makeup and uh, CGI, all kinds well, of. Well, dude, the stuff, set pieces but... look crazy. I saw some of the behind-the-scenes photos. Of them. Yeah, so they they got a pretty big budget for the first season, so we'll see. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, dude. I, if they get, I mean, that's the thing is, they need a director or someone that is gonna stretch that dollar really well and and be able to, you know, get the most out of what they're given and. Uh, you know, I like I still I'm still here for it. Like I, I'm definitely gonna check these out. I mean, it doesn't hurt me. Like I love the Cowboy Bebop uh, uh, live action series that had come out with John Cho. I know a lot of people really disliked it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was its own thing, and I didn't expect to watch the anime in live action. Like I didn't expect that. It's just like I said, those shots don't work. They work in animes and car. You know, when you're watching it, but in <laughs> live action, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah, that wasn't very know. well received as far as like people wanted what they're expecting in their minds. I'm curious how this is going to translate. Um, I think if like like they, like he says when he if they captured the heart and the soul of it, like the intent behind it, right? Like even if it's not exactly like the anime, if they understand like what's trying to be conveyed to the audience, then that gives me hope at least. At least hearing from what the director has to say for yeah. this, like that's pretty cool um, positive news. So. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, question, question for you. This is you know before we move on. Have you ever watched the uh, anime? I've actually seen um, parts, like just a couple. Of, I haven't watched the whole thing all the way through, but I've seen Korra, the Legend of Korra, mm. and I actually really liked that, that was one. Dope. I like that one. Um, but I hear, I mean, yeah. I hear Last Airbender is way better, and I need to go. Like, I might start watching it before the new um, show comes out, but I kind of want to watch. Yeah. Like with fresh eyes kind of watch the netflix show and then so i can have my opinion of it and then we can compare it to your opinion who's seen the oh, show like I four see, times yeah. that might be kind of interesting but we'll see you should if if you like the legend of Korra, you should watch voltron i think it's the same creators oh yeah it's really good oh, nice. you'll, you'll get that same silly kind of humor with things uh okay well you know moving on from that speaking of adaptations here we're gonna talk a little bit about video games now amazon had purchased the right, or the, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Is it the rights? Is it the, the yeah, I guess they were allowed <laughs> to make a show on this video game. Now, the the company that owns it is Bethesda. Bethesda is owned by Microsoft at this point. Um, and the, the game is called Fallout. And they're going to make a live adaptation. Now, at the moment of, uh, we're talking right now, they got Walton Guggins. Ella Porno uh, and Kyle Porno Porno. Am I saying that correctly? Well, Pernell. and Kyle Maclachlan. Chlan. I'm not saying that correctly, but he's from the original Dune. Oh, am I saying yeah, that yeah. right? Mac McLaughlin. Mac McLaughlin. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is I'll tell you what, Jace. Are you ready for this? I actually YouTubed how to say it. Yeah, and I still forgot oh. it. <laughs> Because I know me and you, we do that for certain names. Yeah, we don't want to sound dumb, but I, uh, yeah, McLaughlin uh, and uh, and also Aaron Moten. I, I'm not. I don't know who Aaron Moten is. I know he's come on a few things, but it's Kyle McLaughlin. No, I'm just kidding. McLaughlin. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin is is uh, is one of the newer ones that just came out, and that's why I wanted to bring this to light. Now, I have played 
one of the games, and it was uh, Fallout 3. Have you ever played any of these games So or heard of them? I know of Fallout. The only actual game I've played is the mobile version where you're in the bunkers and you're like trying to... Yeah, Fallout yeah, Shelter. Yeah, Fallout Shelter. I played that one, which was fun. It was like addicting for a good yeah, week and a half, fun. and then I was like, ah, I can't play this yeah. anymore. But. What's funny is uh, I was there when they released it, like at the at E3, and I, and like you got the code right away to like start downloading and play it, and I was like playing it at E3, and the internet's terrible there, but like I just remember thinking like this is gonna be an awesome game, and then it just died, it fizzled out, like you said, uh, it just it didn't last for me. I tried to come go back and play it like a few weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, I just could not get into it, man. It was fun for the time, but. It needed more, like, more, yeah. like, next, like, after you've developed your shelter, what next type of thing. But, um, so, yeah, yeah. So you played three. So I wanted to. Go, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I wanted to give you the, the, uh, the, uh, I guess the little story behind on three, because I think, honestly, most likely they're going to use the story. But, uh, the game takes place in the year 2027. Oh, 22277. How do you say that? 22277. <laughs> 2277. Why couldn't I say that right? I don't know. <laughs> My brain's all over the place. Uh, yeah, in the capital wasteland of the East Coast of what was once the United States, primarily te- primarily in Washington, the protagonist is a 19-year-old vault dweller from Vault 101, escapes the vault, and uh, the plot of the game revolves around uh, the protagonist in search for their father, and during all that research, during the search of your father, there's like a dangerous faction known as the Enclave. And uh, they're kind of trying to seek uh, to control the capital wasteland. So basically everything that they can get. I think there's like nuclear war. They like That's like the end game is like you get this big old thing. I never finished this game. I did play quite a bit of it. It's a little jank. Um, if you guys have played Fallout, they all have pretty some jank. But those games have some jank, dude. Yeah, I said jank a lot. But yeah, so... um. <laughs> You guys, you guys should definitely owe it to yourselves to play it. It's a really great uh, uh, RPG. Um, I think now with you know, I played this on PS3, and uh, you know, playing it now, it's probably <laughs> it's probably not gonna it's not gonna hold up. I'll tell you that. Uh, you're you're better off playing Fallout 4. That's very similar to this kind of story, but now the uh, son is looking. Oh wait, now the father is looking for the son. Uh, in Fallout 4. Uh, that one I, I didn't get too into, but I, I did play that one as well. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you that little story because I thought, I was like, does this interest you? Do you like, does that sound like, oh, okay, let me watch a show of this? Some of these games, I, I'm very versed in like the culture of it. Like I know a lot of people like these games. Fallout's like a beloved series, kind of like Uncharted is and uh, what's that other one? Bioshock? Oh, Bioshock, yeah, that's great. I kind of, I kind of grouped those all together as like classics, right? Those are like kind of the classic series. So I'm interested because if I don't have time to play the game, I would like to see like a theatrical version of this, like put it to the screen. You know, a lot of times people like to watch like the cutscenes of these type of interactive yeah, yeah. movies, basically. So this is kind of it's an increased budget. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with the games. Like go out, go and play the games for sure. And if it's something different, kind of like how Uncharted was a, a different retelling of the game, it wasn't exactly like the game, I'm fine with it. I think it's interesting, just the synopsis that you read was interesting, so I'm here for it. As long as they do it right, you know, I know we're still kind of cracking the code of translating video games to movies, but yeah, if they do it right, I'm, I'm for it. 
Yeah, man. I, I think, you know, obviously I'm always going to tell you guys to play the game. It's it's just it's difficult to tell the whole story in not in seasons, you know what I mean? And I think this is the first season of of the series and they're going to try to cram as much as they can and I think that's what ha- that's what happens with these adaptations is they get lost in a lot of the little the little bits of story. I think I've spoken to you about this before, but with the Last of Us show, right, that's going to come out. Uh, the writer Neil Druckmann is he like I think he does one of the episodes, and I think he's there kind of helping out with the guy that uh, did Chernobyl. I forget his name out of my head. Mm. Um, that was a great show. And uh, so you know they, they're really investing into it, but again I, I'm like worried that they're not going to capture those little moments from the game, like the, the the world, that feeling that it was alive, and you you're finding out stories as you're progressing through the 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 moment-to-moment gameplay because you're not always like fighting killing and doing stuff like that you're having these random little conversations looting trying to trying to survive basically this this these seasons until you get to where you need to be at the end and and uh you know i feel like that gets lost definitely in uh in live action adaptations yeah that's true Uh, there's a lot of parts of video games that are revealed as you're exploring that definitely gets lost in translation with the with a show because you're kind of going from beat to beat to beat. It's not like a, Oh my gosh, if it's something where it's like dialogue, like you're talking back and forth and you see something in the background, that's kind of cool, but that's hard to do in a show unless you really know the lore, like you're really steeped in it. As long as they don't do it. Like I was going to ask you, Ernie, did you ever go back and finish halo or did you stop? Oh no, I stopped dude. I stopped after like a few episodes and not because I hated it or anything. It just, didn't make time to go back and finish it and i'm glad that you brought that up now i can go back and finish it dude sometimes i just forget (laughs) and so i didn't check it out but i i didn't mind it i didn't like that that they were trying to that they changed up the halo you know master chief like he takes off his helmet a lot and at some point and i'll tell sorry spoiler alert he's like bleeding from his head and he's like all of a sudden i'm like maybe if you kept that helmet on you wouldn't be bleeding from your head (laughs) You know what I yeah. mean? Like, come on, dude. It's just like these little things that I'm like, oh, like, I, I understand why they, they went with that. But it's like it just I, it's it's kind of like back in the day, you know, when you remember when Judge Dredd had come out with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. OK, so and and then they they remade the movie with they just called Dredd with Carl Urban, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, in the Carl Urban version, he wears his helmet throughout the whole film. In the Sylvester Stallone, he only wears it for a few minutes in certain areas. And it's because Sylvester Stallone is a well-known actor, and you want to see that that's Sylvester Stallone. I feel like they did that with this Master Chief. Like, they wanted to give you, not like, oh, that's that actor, but I think they wanted to give you, oh, that's that's Master Chief. But look, at he's actually a human being that feels. You know what I mean? Like, they were trying to give it a face. Yeah. Because if it's just a robot-looking dude, there, there's nothing... Like, we aren't going to feel anything for him. But I'm like, no. Like, have you played the games? Right. (laughs) This is the Uh, thing. Halo is a different circumstance. I feel like Uncharted did a much better job of adapting it to film. Halo was seemed like it was made by people that weren't really super fans of the game, but they liked the IP. And I I would say, like, if you're not a fan of Halo, go watch the series. It's a good sci-fi. But... If you are like seeped in those Halo lore, it's just going to drive you nuts because they don't pay attention to all the details. Like they're just trying to tell a sci-fi story and uh, you have to watch it for not as a Halo series. You have to just watch it as a fun, 
like show. And so if they do that, like going back to Fallout, right? Like if they stay true to the actual lore of the story, I think that's what people want. Otherwise, don't call it Fallout, right? Like call it something else and just tell yeah. a story. That's that's the that's the thing, though. It's like with Fallout, it you're just a character that you can create yourself. With Halo, you are Master Chief. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, okay. It's hard to detract from Master Chief. He is the main reason. <laughs> you know, like Halo doesn't work without Master Chief. Oh, so there's no like hero uh, in Fallout. It's just it's just you are a, no, an everyday man type of thing. You're an everyday man, yeah. Uh, At least from what I remember from recall. I haven't played that game in years, dude, since PS3. So, but I, I remember you create a character and you just become this character and you're whatever you want to be. Mm. I think with Fallout, you're going to get a world and, uh, you know, that's exciting uh, because they don't have to go off of the game. Just good writing and good world, you know what I mean? Right. Now, I wanted to talk to you about this other one and I know you've talked about this game before and, and you've mentioned it and I've told you I've beaten it. Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a show. It's going to be called Horizon 2074 and this is according to an insider named Jeff Grubb. Now, Jeff Grubb is like kind of a, he always, he's like this video game guy that he always breaks news. He's a, he's a pretty, he's a pretty big deal with certain things. A lot of people always will talk about him. Now he, I had seen this on an article and I was like, okay, well, I want to talk about this. Now in the article they go, well, that they, they go on state that, well, this will feature two distinct time periods taking place both before and after the fall civilization. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit of the, like kind of the story, but um, this follows a brave female warrior who embarks on a quest to learn the truth about her mysterious origin and the state of the world in a primitive tribal world where strange monstrous animalistic machines roam the wilderness. If you guys haven't played this game or seen what it is, you're basically start as this little girl who's redheaded and you're, just kind of figuring out this world kind of like you you uh, you're kind of living off the world like if you're in the past and then all of a sudden it kind of opens up and you start seeing these animals that are machines so there's like there's like saber tooths that look like they that are that are machines there's freaking elephants that are machines there's these things called tall necks that look like giraffes and they're ba- they're all mach- they're all machines and I won't spoil it for you, but basically you find out that you're not living in the past. You're living in the future and some sort of something in the past was the catalyst for all this to happen. I won't get really, really into it, but obviously you guys know that you guys will know that someone created this and basically kind of ended the world and set people back. You know, people are, you know, living like, you know, like hunters and such like that and using metals and all that. So it's like different, right? Because it's like there's technology involved, but it's very, ah, oh gosh, I don't know how to, how to like kind of like you're, you're like in the avatar world, right? You're, you, you know, they're hunting for animals, like food like that. That's kind of how this game, this game is. And it, and it is a great game. And I'm going to tell you a little side story, Jace, before I ask you my question. But so I beat this game. Oh, uh, when it, so when it had come out, I was playing it, really didn't like it, stopped. And then I had a buddy of mine who like beat it, like platinum did on PlayStation. 
and uh, he told me, you got to play this game. You got to finish it. And he's like, you never finish games. And I was like, no, no, I need to do this. And so I forced myself to play this game and I beat it like everything. And I hated that I beat it like that because I didn't like the game. Like I, I did not enjoy it because of that. And so I, so I ended up going back again uh, before Horizon, um, the new game that comes out. I think it's called Forbidden West is the new one, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I beat the game again, and I uh, I did the DLC, the downloadable content that had come out with it. I think it was called Frozen Wilds. And I beat it the way I should have, and I enjoyed the game so much more, bro. It It's such a great game, really great story, really great gameplay. I definitely, it's such a, it's a, it's a really great game to uh, recommend to people. Um, but this is my question, uh, Jace. Now, you know, I, I know you've seen the game. I know you know, you know what it is. What are your thoughts on the show? Like, do you think that, you know, that them having the previous, you know, world kind of showing you what's going to happen, like what's happened or what's happening to what ends up happening? That sounds funny, but you get what I'm saying looking at the past of the future right yeah what do you what do you think well first of all it is a beautiful game like you were saying the rich world that it's created i think this lends itself very well to what you're saying same with fallout where you're building a world and then you can tell a story within the world horizon zero dawn has such a beautiful blend of this primitive primal way of living mixed with this futuristic sci-fi of all this technology woven into like these characters, like the robots. I mean, there's so much rich story to tell in this world. And then you can tell whatever story you want. I think just the setting, the world that it's created is so beautiful. It's so visual. It's so cinematic. It lends itself to a great story. If we get the right writers and everything, it doesn't necessarily have to follow the young redheaded girl. Like you were saying, I don't remember her name, but Aloy. Yeah, there you go. It was a Fortnite skin. Yeah, I know, dude. I missed that one. I, I'm so, I'm so sad. I really wanted it to. I hope it comes back. I want to buy that one. Yeah, but it, I mean, I'm definitely here for it. I think. I mean, if anything, you're gonna get some great visuals, right? It's gonna be some great yeah, cinematic yeah. shots. Yeah, it's crazy how much Sony is really going into their video game IPs, and I think we're gonna talk a little bit more video game stuff. It's always difficult to, you know, bring up because. I love video games and I love movies, but it, you know when it combines, it just—it's like how do I tell you guys everything <laughs> about yeah. the stuff? It it becomes more and more uh, and like I don't I don't want to be on this you know uh, on this episode talking to you just primary because I could I could just talk to you guys about this. Um, I mean, if you guys want a Patreon, let me know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but yeah, dude, you know exactly what you said. I think. Again, it's just like Fallout. The world is what makes this game that much better, right? I The character Aloy, I mean Aloy, she's awesome, right? What you find out towards the end of the game and, and everything that happens to her and why she is the way she is and all that stuff is really, really cool, at least in my opinion. But I could definitely see them working on this show as something in its own. Like, you don't need an Aloy I mean, it, it would work with Aloy, of course, but I think you can definitely just go based off of these characters that are just living in the world and, and what's happening. Because, like I said, like once this, once you open up, you know, once you play and you and, and you get through the beginning of all the tutorial and everything, and then the world opens up, there's just so much stuff going on that you're just like, wow, like this, like you could, you can see 
that these machines were made to help people and they were made to look like animals and they stayed like that and then they just became wildlife and so you it's just it's it's such a really cool concept and uh oh man i don't know how to say without spoiling it so i won't (laughs) (laughs) that's the hard part uh because that's the end you find out kind of why they're there why those machines are there right oh and uh you kind of yeah you kind of you kind of get right you you what i've already had said that you're seeing the past and you're seeing the future obviously you know something in the past is causing what's happening in the future right you know i won't get into why and and i I think it's it's really well told and this show's gonna be it's being developed for netflix right it's gonna come to netflix i think yes yeah yeah and then the other one was going to come to Amazon. So that's pretty cool. A couple uh, video adaptations to look forward to. What do you guys think? Are you guys down for more video adaptations? Let us know. Ernie, what's this last bit of news? Yeah, dude, this one, uh, I guess a pirate <laughs> life ain't for Johnny Depp no more. Uh, you know, there was this big rumor. I think it had come out on a, on a, it was this thing called Pop Topic or something. It was an article and everyone... And I mean, everyone was very excited about this. Like, I think everyone was talking or saying that Johnny Depp was going to come back to reprise his role as Jack Sparrow for the new Pirates of the Caribbean. And he was going to be given $300 million because that's what he had stated, I think, during a a trial uh, or the, the Amber Heard trial or whatever. He was saying, oh, I would only come back to Disney if they paid me X amount or whatever. And so, you know, somehow they got word that he was going to come back and he was in talks and there was this whole thing. And then I guess one of the uh, spokespersons told Fox news digital that uh, Johnny Depp is not in talks to reprise his role. And so I wanted, and this, this came out from the New Yorker. I just want, I just wanted to bring this up quick little news. Wanted to keep you guys updated. Cause I know if you were like me and saw what I saw, I was like, no way Johnny Depp's coming back. That's awesome. And then I was like, and then I waited on this. I waited on this when I saw it. And then the next day is when I saw the New York Post. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, it was a lie. I was like, it was too good to be true. It just, you know, I know he would do it for the money, but it's, it's like Disney kind of turned their back on him. And I think last I heard he wasn't going to work with people who had turned their back on him um, during the trials and all that stuff that was going on. Yeah. Thoughts, man. I think we all were kind of wondering once the defamation trial was over, like, are we going to get a Pirates of the Caribbean six? Because Johnny Depp, he's, he's so beloved as Jack Sparrow. Like people love him in that role. People like even at the trial were like, do, do Captain Jack. And like when he's driving away in his suburban or whatever it was, I heard about this too. Like allegedly he was coming back to play the role and they were going to give him like $301 million to do so. And maybe do another trilogy or something like that. I was like, part of me was like, yes, let's do it. Like, I, I really want to see him come back to play the role. But yeah, dude, I, I actually, this just goes to show how it's so important to like follow up and actually like, because everyone ran with it. It was all over Twitter. It was in a lot of different news sources were like saying like, oh, rumor has it, rumor has it. But it was all. Yeah, see, that's 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 exactly why I brought this up. You know, like I, I usually don't want to bring you guys bad news. <laughs> Uh, but I wanted to bring this up. I want to bring this to light because I was like, well, like you, I was fooled. And, you know, I was going to start posting like, oh, wow, J- uh, you know, Johnny Depp's back. And like you said, I saw a lot of people, dude, I saw a lot of my 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 uh, my friends on Instagram 
uh, posting this and I was like, well, dang it. How do I tell them? No, it's not true. <laughs> so I just let it happen. I just like, I was like, they'll find out. They'll find out. Yeah, tell they got to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there you go. The actual quote from the rep about the rumors, he said four words, this is made up. And I was like, okay, that pretty much puts the rumors to rest. So, I mean, maybe he's lying, right? Maybe there is a secret contract going on at Disney and maybe, but according to the rep, it's false. So good on you, Ernie, for uh, looking into it and making sure that it was an actual rumor that wasn't true. So, well, you know, we'll tweet on Twitter and, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys updated or, you know, listen to the podcast as you are now. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Chex Mix. It is like the perfect time uh, to put in a, se- a segue, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, this would be like, uh, now this, now we've all deal with mental health. <laughs> and uh, there's days where, you know, we're under the weather and uh, we're getting to our sponsor here. Now, better help. I, just gotta, I couldn't yeah. think of anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Try the Watch Closely Placebo. One dose of Watch Closely Placebo will make you, uh, make your irritable bowel syndrome <laughs> go away. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Your IBS. Your IBS will do you vanish with that. Do you deal with near? Are you nearsighted or farsighted? <laughs> with the new optical lenses by Watch Closely, <laughs> you too can watch closely. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be both? <laughs> we can make you both nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But how are like you? Lot, how you are know, you? I feel like funny people. I'm not, I don't know, you're probably funny, but I'm not really funny. So, no, I'm not funny. Like, there's some people on podcasts that will say something like ridiculous that, like, yeah, I've been surviving, you know, eating Doritos or something stupid like that. And you're like, okay. But it's so different that it just, it shocks the system for you yeah. to listen. You'll be like, Doritos. <laughs> but I, I can't think like that on the fly. You can, you um, can, you can. What do you have against Doritos, bro? What's your favorite chip? Come on. What's your favorite chip? <sighs> Nacho cheese Doritos. Oh my gosh! What are you like a college student? Yeah, I Wait, what are you gonna choose? You better not choose some stupid. You're gonna be like, I like tortilla Joe's. No, no, no. That's a- I'm like, I like some barbecue lays. Like, some- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you, we had what a what? Do you grandpa in the barbecue with like burgers? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. We had a segment on me and my friend podcast with Diane, and we we're talking about our favorite chips, and and that's we the one I about, listened like, to. The chips. I don't know if you remember, but we we're talking about the chips, and it's like there's always chips at parties that nobody buys. Like you don't go out of your way to buy, but they're at the party for some reason, and oh, it's always yeah. salsa verde, nacho, nacho. <laughs> I mean Doritos, and uh, what was the other one? I we said I forgot, but it's always they're always there, and I'm like I'm like no one ever gets salsa verde. I've never had anyone go like. Man, I want some salsa verde Doritos. Like salsa the Cool verde, Ranch? Yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos? Yeah, like... I always try to get, like, a bag of Doritos <clears throat> and then, like, a flaming Hot something. I feel like that's always the go-to. Yeah, of course. But then, yeah. for some reason, whenever I do that, nobody freaking touches the Doritos. And I end up with a bag of Doritos at the very end. And I'm like, I don't. I bought this for you. I'm not going to eat these. Because, like, Wait, I nacho like... Nacho cheese or which one's... Yeah, just a straight nacho cheese. I think it's because it's a little too mm. boring. If you get the if you get the Ruffles cheddar cheddar sour cream, people eat those. Yeah, they, like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It, those are gone. But it, the freaking Doritos, mm. it's like the standard chip, but nobody goes for it. I don't know if it's because it's a community bowl at that point, and people are like, eh. 
Because for me, I like a fresh, like I like a like the single serving fresh bag of Doritos. Like as mm. soon as you open it, mm. and it's like, yeah. and a little like, <laughs> and then like the cheese air it goes. Poof. Yeah, the air hits you in the face, and then you pull out that yeah. fresh chip, and it's like, <laughs> like it's the perfect crisp. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what mm. I like. As soon as the bag is open, I'm like, next day it's not gonna be as good. Like I know. So that's funny. I don't know. I don't know. So f- I'm not buying them anymore. It's gonna be. Spicy Cheetos and uh, sour cream and cheddar ruffles. That's that's like mm. the go-to. Because otherwise, they're just gonna go to waste. I'm not gonna eat them. Tired that's of this. That's funny, dude. I I'm I, tired I, of this. You know, last I, I always get a. I used to get a big old bag of freaking Doritos and and uh, I would eat it to myself and I would like. So I get I get the fresh, put it in a bowl, mm. put some tapatio like. That's going too know, far. In the for back my of the in the yeah. back of the bottle. No, no, it's delicious, dude. And <laughs> I haven't had that in years, but dude, oh my, that's just, that's that's perfect right there, dude. And I eat that through like like I finish almost the whole bag like in two days. Like I'm a first. You dip them in the sour cream or no? It's too heavy. Uh, Doritos. I yeah, some people dip. Don't them in the know sour if cream. I ever have, bro. I don't think really? I. I don't. Actually, no, I always feel like we always have ruffles with sour cream. It seems more like logical for some reason because when you dip the yeah. the Dorito, it gets like the the powder in the in the sour cream. And then the in the sour cream, yeah, it's no longer fresh. Yeah. All right, guys, the uh, that's that'll do it for the news section. So next up, we have our see it and our skip it or our stream it section, and the first one is called Ticket to Paradise. I'm sorry. I think your things are in my seat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to sit somewhere else. We used to be married. Worst 19 years of my life. We were only married for five. I'm counting the recovery. In four days' time... Our daughter's going to marry a guy she just met in Bali, millions of miles from home. I just really want to kiss you. It's like I looked up for the first time and realized everything I ever wanted was right in front of me. She's throwing her career away. Just like her mother did. So I'm the only one who can stop her. She doesn't listen to him. Champagne! Oh, two, please. Just leave the bottle. Thank you. I won't let her throw her life away. We need to trick her into dumping him. As much as this will pain us both, we have to call a truce to make this work. Just be in lockstep. Did you make a pact to not murder each other until you murder me first? We are here for you, my love. Yes, we're in lockstep. Yes. Promise, no mean comments. Pretty sure you don't win anything for eating the whole pig. No arguing. No passive aggression. What about aggressive aggression? Try to keep the snoring down. I have a nasal strip. It's a mystery, you're still alone. Ticket to Paradise. This comes out October 21st. So this stars Julie Roberts and George Clooney. And uh, Ernie, what did you think of the trailer, bro? Now, it's not a really good trailer. I think I was, I was telling you before, but I don't know what it is. Like, the beginning of it, I'm like, oh, this looks typical. Okay, they hate each other. And then I'm like, oh, they're probably going to end up falling in love. And, you know, very, very typical, very cheesy, you know, rom-coms. Like, you just, you just, you know, it's like bit for bit, <laughs> like every other movie that you've seen before. And it's George Clooney. George Clooney's sweet. And uh, it also has uh, Julia Roberts. She's sweet as well. And, and, uh, and I was telling Jason, I was like, this is a terrible trailer, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't like it as I was watching it. And for some reason, as the trailer progressed in the middle, I started to smile. I didn't even notice. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. At the end of it, I finished it. I'm like, 
I have to watch this. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I, I, I don't understand what it is in my mind after watching the full trailer. Like, it is terrible. Like, in the beginning, it is. I, I was just like, I can't. Like, this is looks dumb. This looks dumb. And then by the end of it, I was like, okay, I, I really need to watch this. But I, I don't know. I guess that's a, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, like kind of stupid stuff like this. But I'm I'm here for it, dude. I, I'm definitely gonna see it. I mean, it's like paint by numbers, right? There's nothing new. It's nothing like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be an interesting story. You're you're here to watch George Clooney and Julia Roberts, right? That's why you're gonna watch this movie because we haven't seen them for a while. Like we haven't seen them, I think, since like Ocean's Eleven or maybe they did something, but I I don't remember seeing it. But yeah, dude, seeing them together on screen again in a romantic comedy and I. George Clooney has the best expressions and like quips where he's like, oh man, this is the worst 19 years of my life. And she's like, we've been only married for what? Like she said five. And she's like, I'm counting the recovery. <laughs> so yeah, like, he's getting the recovery. I don't know. Just he, he has like a, such a, a charisma about him and him paired with Julia Roberts to always have like a fun dynamic. And I think that's what sold me on the trailer. I know the trailer, like you said, it's not a good trailer. And uh, it's just that I just want to see them interact. I just want to see them hang out again on screen and I think that's kind of what I that's kind of why I'm leaning towards I think this is coming to theaters or is this a Netflix yeah. I really don't it's no, universal it's theaters August yeah. August or I mean October 21st I believe yeah it seems like it's kind of along the lines of the lost city with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum like that those type of like you know lost in paradise type of movies but this one looks like it's going to be more the two of them bantering and causing trouble maybe there'll be some surprise guest appearances like they had on the other one so what are you gonna say Ernie? are you gonna see it you're gonna skip it this is a streamer for me uh, i'm definitely want to see it um if this is too difficult to watch <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna lie to you guys but if it's very easy to just put on and watch i'm, I'm gonna definitely gonna check it out i i miss george clooney and i, I think that's that's what i wanted to get at when while watching the trailer i was like i haven't seen this guy in quite some time and I was like, and then like, you're right, like the quips and just the little banter between the two characters. I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. Like, I need to watch this. Uh, I want it to bring me back to like the old movies back in, you know, back in when they were younger, you know what I mean? And and I think they're trying to lead to the new generation in a sense. I guess that's why, you know, they're on that trip with like uh, the kids who are going to get married. Um, I, don't, I think it's the daughter of uh george clooney and julia roberts in the film um mm. yeah played by uh uh caitlin denver or dever sorry um and, and yeah so you you you're just getting like that little weird di family dynamic as and as well as like them kind of rekindling the romance that they once had like whatever happened to them in their past they're trying to fix that so i i'm definitely going to stream it if i can <laughs> you want that you want that option to kind of like you know, if it turns out to be really cheese, like too much cheese, you have the option to turn it off. That's why you want to stream it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but then again, uh, I'm a very cheesy guy, dude. I've watched movies. I out of the top of my head, I cannot recall which ones I could tell you. I'd have to really, really think. But I've watched some very, very cheesy movies that I've really enjoyed. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna pull up a list of most cheesy movies and seeing which ones you've seen. I kind of is. Is there a? Is there is a that, list? I thought. <laughs> Is there a list? Oh, here we go. I kind of want to see. IMDb Cheese Fest. Cheesiest movies ever made. Number one, Twilight. Yes. Magic Mike. Yes. Honey. Have you watched Honey? Yes. With Jessica Alba. Oh, you have? I haven't seen that one. Uh, mm -hmm. Justin Bieber's Never Say Never documentary. 
I I have. <laughs> uh, Norbit? I'm not even kidding. I know. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is just according to this, whoever made this. Have you seen Crossroads yeah. with uh, Britney Spears? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Just Married? Uh, yes. All right, man. You've, you've seen the top 10. All of the top 10 <laughs> of this list. <laughs> that's that's a wild. No, yeah. I, I, that... See, when I saw the movies, I don't remember thinking like, oh, I'm here for the cheats. Like, you know what I mean? I I don't think I was. I just watched them. But I I, I don't remember that. Like, I, I saw Crossroads like years ago, and I don't remember that movie. Yeah. I, I mean, it had Britney Spears, right? Like, we had to watch it. Yeah, I uh, think that's probably why. Uh, like, I, I think when my wife were, were talking about the movie Knowing with Nicolas Cage. And I like Nicolas Cage a lot, so I watched... I think I've told you this, but I have like random moments where I have like, where I'm like, I need to watch movies that pertain to this particular actor. I did it with Bradley Cooper, Vince Vaughn, and I did it with Nicolas Cage. And I saw Knowing, and without knowing, I forgot about it. Like I don't remember it, <laughs> but I did see it. Is that the one where the meme comes from, where he's like, "You don't say," where he's got the eyes? I don't remember what oh, that that's movie from, is about. That's from uh, that's from Vampire Kiss, I, th- I believe. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. I'll have to watch it. But okay. So our next movie that you, you added this one to the list journey and uh, very, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on this. This is called the reef stocked. So the reef colon stocked. Look at that. It's amazing. Isn't it? Three days of paddling. What could possibly go wrong? I thought I heard something. Maybe it's the man in the gray suit. What? That's what surfers call sharks. They're pretty timid usually. It's the big ones you have to worry about. Oh my God. That thing is stalking us. It's hunting us and it's not gonna stop. We have to get to the island. After her sister's murder, Nick, her younger sister, and two friends seek solace through a Pacific Island kayaking adventure. Hours into the trip, the women are stalked by a shark and must band together to face their fears and save each other. Now, Ernie, what did you think of this trailer? Dude, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I expected this. Like, what? Uh, you know, yeah, it's a shark. It's a shark movie. I don't know what... what... <laughs> I don't know how what you were expecting. I honestly knew what I was go what I, what I was gonna get going into watching the trailer. It doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look that great either, does it? It's 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 tense enough to get a little bit of you know to to, to make you kind of okay. I I, I kind of want to see this to see what happens. Right, they're like we're paddle we're paddleboarding for three days or something like that. I was like, who does that? But they're doing that, you know. And 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 it's like you gotta you gotta watch out for the gray suits. And it's all the big ones will get you. And it's like because the freaking shark is you know he's he's about to eat them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this looks ah this looks this looks silly enough to watch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. This one is a see it for me or it's a stream it. I definitely want to check this out. Like, and this is like a background noise kind of movie where you're doing, you're making food or, or you're doing something, 
you're you're talking with the fa- friends and family, the I don't know, the wife, whatever. But this is gonna be in the background. I feel I I just I think this is gonna be an okay movie to watch. I think you guys gotta, or at least from the trailer. I'm not I don't want to tell you how to feel how to feel and think, but um, I honestly believe that this is one of those films that you're you know what you're gonna get. Don't expect this crazy. <laughs> over the top like story that just you know has emotion and all kinds of like you're like this is gonna win oscars this is just gonna be a b movie you know yeah. it kind of it kind of reminds me of when i watched the trailer it reminded me of that movie blue crush i don't know if you ever saw that one with kate bossworth yeah, yeah. and um, michelle rodriguez i think it's one of her first movies that she mm-hmm. did but it's like friends hanging out you know in the ocean and then the shark comes like like it's just with it's like that with a shark and it, the shark part like is it is it reef is this a sequel to the reef is there a movie called the reef because it's reef colon stocked i don't honestly don't know i didn't look into that i don't know if they're trying to make an expanded universe it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it just the trailer looks like like this looks like cheese to me as far as like i know what i'm gonna get <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i'm saying and then like i can if this movie came out in like 2000s early 2000s you would probably have heard the song "I'm Gonna Soak Up the Sun." And That's it's like, it. That's the movie. And then, and then they would change it. They would change it like slightly where it sounds eerie. Soak up the sun. Right, and it goes. Shark. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's just that's what this would have been in the past. Yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes you got you gotta go. You gotta revisit. You know, the past. You gotta revisit it sometimes with some some terrible movies, and, uh, and you know not everything was great back in the day either. You know, and uh, I, I think this is this is that basically, and I don't know. So th- th- that's why I put this trailer because I really wanted you to get your opinion on that because I was hoping you were thinking the same thing I was when I saw this. I was like, yeah, uh, uh, something about this is uh, drawing me in, and I, and I want to watch it. Dude, it's funny. I. I- honestly wanted more from the shark i wanted them to like i wanted to go even crazier not like sharknado crazy but like i wanted when they're trying to get the shark you know i wanted to jump on its back and like riding it and like stabbing it and like you know i don't know yeah, just wanted like yeah. wanted to go even crazier i thought um, you're gonna say i wanted more from the shark like i wanted more emotion from him <laughs> i wanted the shark i wanted to see what it was feeling in its face yeah i don't know who's playing the shark but uh they need to step it up a bit but I'll be honest. It's probably a, a skip it for me. Like, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to watch it. It's a stream it if it pops up on Netflix and there's like nothing to watch that weekend, maybe. But I think this is this is a renter. Do you know where this is coming out? I don't. I didn't check, honestly. I, I think this one's going to come out. Oh, it's on oh, no, Shutter. It's coming out the Shutter. It's on Shutter. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, th- this is, I totally forgot that. This is why I put this trailer on here. We hardly talk about Shudder. Shudder is a great service if you love horror movies. They're not always the best. Again, there are some B ones, some B movies, you know, lower quality and, you know, things here and there. But there's some solid movies out there. And uh, if you're like a horror buff like my wife is, uh, we got it. We, I got her the service and uh, she like loves watching random movies. And I think you guys w- would as well. So here you go. Our first Shudder <laughs> trailer reaction. And now that I hear Shudder, like it makes perfect sense. Like this is the type of movie I, I expect to see when I see trailers from Shudder. I'm like, oh yeah, this this fits in. It fits in with their library for sure. Still, it's still a skip it because I don't have Shudder. I know you have Shudder, but. Yes, sir. Yes. This is a streaming for me because I have Shudder. So it's going to be easy. And I think uh, it's one of those movies that I feel like my wife would want to watch as well. So 
All right. So our next one is for see how they run. And this is a searchlight pic picture. So we're getting a good mix today. Uh, we got to, you know, trying to mix it up a little bit. Victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. And then he was deposited here. Staged, so to speak. longer do you intend to hold us all hostage? Or is that the idea? Gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery's solved? Marvin Cochranar's overweighted playwright. Celebrated, playwright? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I can't read my own handwriting. There was an incident. I'll kill you. <gasps> it's as good as a confession. It's not jump to conclusions, Constable. What do we have here? <laughs> Working late, huh? He killed Kopernik to hush up the affair. Case closed. I'm doing it again, aren't you, sir? Jumping to conclusions. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. You've never heard of Richard Attenborough. A real-life detective. I understand that you came to blows tonight in question. It was me, Inspector. I arrest you for the murder of Leo no, Cochran. No, no. We have a serial killer on the loose. Please stand back! He keeps the key! Ah! Under the mat. When members of a Hollywood film production are murdered, a world-weary inspector and an overzealous rookie find themselves in the midst of a puzzling whodunit. Now, Ernie, let me let me tell you what happened when I watched this. Um, I actually really like a whodunit like a thriller mystery where you have to kind of figure out who it is. And I was not expecting, first of all, the cast is crazy. Like Sam Rockwell's one of my favorites. Like he's, he's a really good actor. And then, um, Saoirse Ronan, I can never say her first name, right? But she steals this trailer, bro. Like she, she just wants to arrest the first person. <laughs> she, like, she's like, Oh, she, he did it. And then she wants to arrest him. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Cause he's a seasoned detective. I just that whole dynamic, I was laughing so hard, bro. What did you What did you think when you saw this trailer? The same as you. I, I like a who done it. It reminded me a lot of Knives Out and uh, Mort, not Mordecai. Oh gosh, Deaths from the Nile. Yeah, like the, that that kind of movie. And and I like stuff like that. Um, I don't think they're for everyone, but yeah, you're right. She definitely does steal the show. I'm not gonna try to pronounce her name to help you out. I'm sorry, but uh, she she yeah she's she's awesome and. Uh, I honestly, I'm surprised that I didn't get more from uh, Sam Rockwell. I thought I thought we were gonna get more, especially because he's very, his presence is always just there in anything that he does. Uh, you know, if you guys watch Iron Man two, no wait, yeah, Iron Man two, he's awesome. <laughs> he does a little dance. Do you remember? He's all diddle -diddy, diddle -diddy. but he's just he, you remember him, right? Uh, I don't know. I I mean, this one, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Trailer was pretty good. I thought, you know, it hit all the points of, you know, like the like Jason said, the of the who done it. And uh but something about it just didn't intrigue me enough. And this is a skipper for me. Uh, I think uh you know, if if it does become like randomly available at random time where I'm not doing anything, I'll check it out. But yeah, for now I would skip this one. This one which is weird because I'm gonna watch the reef one, huh? I don't know where my head is. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't hit you, it doesn't hit you. And that's the job of the trailer, right? Is to kind of pique your interest in the movie. And like, if it didn't, 
Um, for me, I think it did. I think I, this is one that I probably wouldn't watch. Like I can tell my wife probably wouldn't watch this. Like she'd be bored. But for me, I, I love the the cast. Like it's got a crazy cast uh, with Ruth Wilson, Saoirse Ronan, a- Adrian Brody's in there. He's the he's the one that gets murdered. So he's not in it for very long. But um, and then J- David. Oh, o- spoiler alert! I'm just well, it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, dude, David um, Oyelowo is. Uh, he has this sweet, like his style in this movie, dude. He looks like he belongs back in this time period. I don't know if it's like the fifties. I just really like the style. I like the, you know, everyone's, you know, the detective is wearing the trench coats and the hat and the scarf. It looks like he's fitting in that time period. And then I don't know. Part of me was just like, I, I like the style of it and I want to see, I want to just see who did it basically. Um, who done done it? Who done done it? So for me, it's to see it. For me, it's a skip it for now. We're, we're split. This is good. I like it. You want to you get into the next one? I know you're excited for this one. Season three of Harley Quinn is getting an official trailer. Now, Ernie, I, you, you, cannot, you cannot hide the smile that I'm seeing right now from your face, bro. This, like, this has been a while, right? It's been a minute since we've gotten new Harley Quinn because of the pandemic, right? They've been making this throughout the whole pandemic. Yeah. Trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, we got kind of that little teaser that was in... Uh, was a DC fandom that gave us like a little, yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it was really. like nothing. It was yeah. nothing, but it was like, it was, it was like that tease. And I'm like, it was the teasiest of tease. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see this. And then like you get kite man there and which is hilarious, but you know, still we, we'd been anticipating this. Like we'd been waiting for it. Right. Happy two week anniversary. What is it with you and like bags of people? Surprise! Harley. She's head of the Suicide Squad. You never returned my email. Why are you stirring up drama right now? This is not drama, okay? What's she gonna do? She's wearing a pencil skirt. Harley and Ivy are back. Let the E-Bang Kill Tour begin. It's so fun and then raunchy and then a little scary. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh my god. Shall I continue? It's not worth it. Yeah, it's going to be 10 episodes on HBO Max dropping July 28th. Ernie, what'd you think of the trailer? Dude, dude, I am sold. I am here for this like 100%, 110%. I'm I'm really excited. I honestly didn't want to watch it. Just, you know, I was <laughs> I was very excited to watch it. But I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want anything spoiled when I go watch the episodes. I just want to go in into the episodes fresh eyes. But something just drew me to it. I'm like, I need to check this out. Like, I, I cannot not watch it. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, checking it out, seeing all the cool stuff that they're adding. It just, it looks a lot more crazier than the past two seasons. I think now they have more room to, they're probably like, well, the two, the first two seasons did really well. Go ahead and go crazier. <laughs> I think they're doing that. Like the stuff that you see, uh, the Amanda Waller thing, it's is really funny, you know. Right. The um, peacemaker reference and uh, yeah, was, yeah. And James Gunn really, shows really up. Cool. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about James Gunn. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It, it it just it looks really funny. It's exactly what I would have wanted from the third season uh, in terms of like the tone of it. Uh, I kind of want to know what the next uh, phase for them is going to be because the way the last season ends, I won't, I won't get into it. You're kind of left with, okay, well, they're kind of done with everything. What else can they do? And so in this one, I kind of want to see what's the next 
kind of, I guess, big step for these two characters because Harley Quinn and Ivy are uh, now, you know, a thing. And uh, I want to see, like, how that dynamic changes with their villainousness. That sounded funny, but yeah. Yeah. Dude, I hope Kite Man shows up again because I really love Kite Man. Like, he wasn't really featured that much in the trailer. And I was like, oh, man, he, he needs to come back. I love that guy. Well, he's going to get his own show, right? Yeah, no, he's going to get his own oh, show. Oh, really? Uh, last we heard, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, that'd be uh, sweet. Yeah, which is going to be sweet, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is the show that's like the, uh, you know, after the kids go to bed show, this is like the irreverent humor turned up to the max. Like this is, it's so self-aware of itself at this point, because like you said, the last two seasons, you know, it was telling a lot of good, fun stories, but this one seems like it's so self-aware now. Like it has so much more content and drama that's happened behind the scenes at Warner Brothers and the DC universe in general, like the state of the universe now that we have all the, I, dude, if they don't drop like a Ezra Miller reference in there somewhere, I will be surprised. Like they're, they're just going to have so much fun with all the stuff that we talk about all the time about DC. And I'm just here for it, bro. Like it's a fan show for the fans of DC, right? Like if you follow all that stuff, all the drama that goes on with DC, I'm sure you're just going to be laughing your butt off on this show. Like it, it's going to be full of surprises. It's going to be shocking. Like even from the trailer, you, you already know, like things are going to shock you just, you know, <laughs> as they should. So I'm, I'm excited for it. It's definitely not one for the kids, but it's definitely one for the adults. And I'm like, yes, I like that. I like that they, that you said that cause, uh, you know, we do get a lot of cartoons that do have, you know, adult humor. And that's like the new thing, right? For the the adult kids, you know, you would say. Yeah. Um, and then I, I love everything that they end up working on. And I really hope that they do some sort of Ezra Miller joke in there. It's just they need to. But then again, you know, it seems like they're probably done, right? It so might be season four, yeah, maybe. It might, yeah, it might not be in here because they had been working on this for quite some time already. And I think Ezra Miller stuff had just kind of started at this point. If anything, they'll probably do something with the Amber Heard. Maybe just kind of add something. Oh yeah, <laughs> really fast. With that you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they could do that. There's, you know, they're gonna make fun of Snyder. They're gonna make fun of Justice League. Yeah, all yeah. the stuff that's happened during the pandemic. They've just had like so much stuff they can mine from. And you're right. Like it might not be as focused on like the adventure, like the story. It might just be more like funny, like day to day in the lives of maybe I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm here. Yeah, I'm here for yeah, it. I'm here for it too. All right. Uh, so, okay. So the last one that I wanted to talk about, I posted this one on Twitter because I didn't know what the trailer was about until I watched it, but really solid trailer for 13 lives. And this is the rescue mission that was assembled in Thailand to rescue that group of boys and their soccer coach that were trapped in the, the system of caves that was flooding. And the rescue mission itself was, you know, on the news and televised and everything. Hey, Rick. I'm following what's happening in Thailand. Some kids stuck in a cave. We're on the list of rescue divers. It's just a tourist cave. It looks easy, but when it's flooded, it's impassable. It takes a certain kind of mindset for the deep cave diving. You have to be a bit nuts. They're very, very dangerous. High water levels and the low visibility. Barely shoulder wide. Pulling against very strong currents. Don't quite hurt it, don't 
Last seen nine days ago, 12 boys and their coach are trapped in the flooded caves. Hello? Hey. They're here. How many of you? 13. 13? They're all alive. Uh, can we go out now? You're talking about a five-hour dive. You try and dive those kids the whole way, all you be bringing out is dead bodies. With oxygen running low, the entire nation is anxiously waiting for what will happen next. What are you thinking? Just a crazy idea. We've got a skill none of the rest of us have. No. It's insane. It's unethical. It's illegal. Man's already died. Breathe. We do nothing. We'll be bringing him out there for sure. So you are expecting casualties? Yes. I expect casualties. So this is a biographical drama thriller from Ron Howard. It's going to come out on Amazon Prime. It's going to stream. I think it's going to be in theaters and then it's going to stream in Prime. But Ernie, what do you think of the trailer? Dude, I am glad that I that we, you know, we are actually reviewing this, dude. Vigo Mortensen, bro. I haven't seen this guy in quite some time. The last movie I saw, I forget, I'm trying to figure out what the movie is, but he, he's raising his kids and he kind of raises them in the wild and he's teaching them and they're really smart because his wife is dying and or died or I don't know. It's a really great movie. I uh I still need to finish it. I think I have like I'm at the last part of it. But really good movie. And that's the last time I saw him. And I'm like, oh, I got it. Like when I saw that he was in the trailer, I'm like, dude, yes. And it's Colin Farrell's in it as well. This looks interesting. Uh, it looks like one of those movies that it's going to be very tense. Definitely going to give you uh, that feeling of hope, right? Uh, because I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. This is based on a true story. I don't know how it ends. You know, I'm hoping that they survived what happens to them. But there's like these moments where they're just swimming through the cave. I'm claustrophobic. I don't not not like Sperry, but I don't like a lot of tight tight spaces. I'm in a tight space right now, but I'm talking about like caves. I would not go spelunking. You know, <laughs> that does not sound like something fun for me. But there's just moments that just were tense. Dude, they made my hands sweat. <laughs> like I was really nervous. I was like, "Oh, this is good." Like I haven't had this in quite some time. I'm here for it, dude. It's coming out on Amazon Prime. You know, barrier entry again is is very easy, and it, and it looks like a good uh, uh, weekend movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it was 2018. Uh, the event went on uh, for about about 18 days. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you didn't see the end of it, um, but it is a very. I think it's going to be a very uh, like a lot of people will already have known the ending going into it, but I think it's still a good story to tell because it's a story that involved a lot of different countries coming together to kind of come up with solutions for this. I think even Elon Musk had, had created like this contraption that he's like, Oh, I'm going to send this over and we're going to, you know, solve it. And, uh, I don't think they ever used it, but dude, the performances by those three, Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen and Joel, Joel Edgerton, solid, solid. It makes you want to watch the movie just, just for the story. But you're right, like the tension and the drama of just what just what actually had to go through. And I know this is more dramatized, like it's going to be more dramatic than um, maybe what actually happened. But I'm, I'm pretty sure 
people who have lived through this or watched it on like everyone kind of sympathized as the event was unraveling on television like it was like being filmed so i'm sure you're gonna get those same emotions back just because of the way this is shot the way it's directed so yeah i was i was glad like ron howard it's kind of came out of nowhere and he's just like yeah i want to make this film i feel like this is a good story to tell and i was like oh man it's a good trailer so i'm here for it as well all right man so that leads us into the our review roundup now uh, we have a couple of movies and and a show we want to talk about i think we should just jump right into the show because uh i have a quote here and i know you're kind of eager to talk about this um this is uh the first three episodes of loot came out on apple tv now um the last episode i will quote ernie he said i'm sorry quote but this is a hard skip it for me uh this isn't up my alley this isn't me dude i'm done this isn't for me dude i'm done end quote like <laughs> you bet you know you the way you, quote, the way you quoted me i sound like clay neckhart from freaking the bachelor last season <laughs> Uh, Jesus Louise, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done. I don't know if you guys ever seen that. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Yeah, dude. So I know we're going to talk about loot. So you Um, saw this, Ernie. I don't. I I did, and I can't believe you watched the three episodes. First of all, like what what prompted you? (laughs) You you did. You kept asking me like, "Oh, did you watch it yet? Are you gonna watch it?" And I'm like, "Ah." And then you're like, "Oh, well, you know, my wife and me were watching it and." You're saying I'm like okay, I'm gonna check it out. Like, I I, I and 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 uh, I'll give you guys a scenario. So I have to do paperwork for my job, and it's like a lot of paperwork. I write it down on my phone, and all I do is basically copy it onto a piece of paper because we get audited in our company, and we need to have it on physical stuff paper. I don't know, stupid. Who does that? We're in the digital age. Come on. Uh, <laughs> so they we just do that, right? Work. And so I had a ton of a ton of work that I just had to like write. So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on my laptop and uh, I'm going to use my phone and I'm going to just, you know, uh, watch loot. So I put on loot, watched the first three episodes and it surprised me a little bit. Um, It's a good show. It is a good show. I didn't expect it not to be a good show. I didn't think it was going to be the worst thing out there. Right. Um, I like Maya Rudolph. Ru- what, how do you say Rudolph, right? Or Rundolph? Rudolph, yeah, yeah, Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph, right? Thank you. I always have really bad with names, sorry. But yeah, uh, Maya Rudolph, I, I really like her. Like, I love her and a lot of the things that she does. And uh, so, you know, I'm like, I'm going to check this out, you know, just because of her. And, you know, she does a great job, but I feel like the character that she's portraying is a character that isn't her. You know, it's just, it's not her. I don't think I've ever seen her as a character that is rich and snobby and it just she doesn't know how to play off that character and and th- this is the this is why I like the show because I know what's going to happen is that these characters are going to change it's like every show right it, like the characters are going to go through some sort of dilemma that causes them to seek help and it's and and, and they build friendships within that circle of trust you know to help each other one another and it just starts to build a bond and then Maya Rodolph's character is not going to be the rich snobby lady anymore she's going to try to solve it with in other ways like her problems and stuff and you kind of get to see that in the third episode and uh dude it's funny you know I finished them and I told you oh, I finished it and everything and then the following day I was like I was thinking about the show and I'm like why am I thinking about the show like I didn't really 
Like I really didn't like really pay attention all that much and I wasn't like really into it. But I guess I really like because <laughs> I really want to <laughs> see the next episode. And uh, yeah, and this was per your recommendation. I, I like I've said before, I take your recommendation highly. You know, for things, if you tell me to watch something, I think the only thing I haven't checked out that you've highly recommended, and this is just because I, it's been difficult for me to like watch stuff like this right now. But is the it's the anime um, uh, from League of Legends? Oh, you're talking about Arcane. Arcane, thank you. I didn't, I didn't, I watched, but I, I didn't finish it. Oh. And that's one that you were like super highly recommending. But yeah, yeah, but that, that I, the, one's the, uh, different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, those are my thoughts. I, I think you know, overall, it's it's a good show. I, I, but it just it again, it just it keeps falling under the same kind of B for B of other shows you've seen before. This does not remind me of Parks and Recreation. I don't know. Again, I don't know where you guys or who or why you guys are thinking that. I would like to hear why from someone. You know, if you guys, you know. Follow us on Twitter at Watch Closely. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know why you think it's Parker. Reminds you of Parkinson Recreation. If you have seen the show, show Loot. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it didn't remind me of that. It felt like its own thing. Um, it it feels very Apple uh, TV. <laughs> it does. It just there's just so much money being spent here, and it and it and it's gorgeously shot. Like I don't think I've ever seen something so HD in my life. Like a show like this. It just. It's it's really good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, wow, man! Like I, I'm surprised because I, I'll tell you, the, like when I was recommending this to you, like I was just hearing things like, oh, I kind of want to watch this show. It's got my Rudolph in it. I had never seen the show, so you took my recommendation and went with it. Um, so for me, the show is it's a good work in progress. It's not there yet for me. It, it was a fun three episodes. It's light. I like that it's a little lighter of a show. It's not like heavy drama, right? It's something a little more fun. I think they're still tooling with it. I think they're still playing with the characters. Like they're trying to find the footing, right? Every first season of a show, it's always like, oh, you know, who's this, who's this character going to be? How's it? But the supporting cast, I feel like everyone in the supporting cast is pretty strong. Like the uh, the assistant dude, the Joel Joel Kim Booster who plays Nicholas, the, the guy that's always dressed in like those crazy outfits and he's always looking down on the workers. It's like, you know, we should have been in Cabo, but you know, whatever. He's really strong. The guy that plays Howard, Ron uh, Funches, I think Funches is his name. He, oh, what is he on? He's on a lot of things. He's the voice of uh, Shark, uh, the shark in yes. uh, Harley Quinn. Yes, he's King Shark. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he has that sweet voice. Where he's like, and I won't tell you about my father. Like he has like this, this voice is just, so sweet it's sweet I, yeah dude yeah yeah but i honestly i i like the character a lot i really hated for some reason this bugged me i love dragon ball z i love dragon ball z and yeah. he does a little reference uh of like he gives him a toy of a jita oh and yeah I, I hated this scene <laughs> so much and he's all kamehameha and he's like that's his catchphrase i'm like oh, that's not his catchphrase dude i <laughs> I was like, he doesn't say that all the time. He just does it. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You were hardcore fanning, me. though, in that moment. But I really love Dragon Ball Z. And I, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, I didn't. I was like, they should have just got rid of this. I was like, this is cringy. And, but I get what they were trying to do. You know, he had, they, they're like, they had that little tone of, you know, they're, they're coworkers, but they're, they're trying to be friends. And, you know, it's just like, it's just not working. But now they're frenemies. Right. And it's really, 
I don't know. It's this whole thing. I'm like, no, they're going to end up being good friends. That's kind of what they're trying to write it towards, right? I, like I said, I still think they're trying to find the rhythm of the show. Like, I don't think it's there yet. I think they have some good elements. I think the supporting cast is strong. Like, a lot of them have comedy backgrounds. So I think th- there is a lot of potential for this show to be good. Right now, it's like, it's okay. It's like a lighter show. You can put it on in the background while you're doing stuff. But I'm hoping what they do is they tweak it over time. And I think the reason why people are comparing it to Parks and Rec is because some of the writers um, worked on Parks and Rec. And uh, you're right. It does feel very Apple-y. It seems like it's trying to be uh, the the soccer one. What's the one with Jason Sudeikis? Oh, uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like it's trying to be in the vein of Ted Lasso, but it's not. Like Ted Lasso is so well written. And I think they need to probably like share writers or something, right? Like kind of help them out a little bit because I feel like this has the potential to be a good show. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping like by the end of the first season, if it gets picked up for a new season, like they've kind of found yeah. the groove and like where it, where it works, where it doesn't, where people's strong suits are and play towards mm-hmm. that. It's just like any show, like like the first season of Friends, like they didn't act like how they acted towards the end of the show. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's so funny though. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> I can't believe you watched the first three episodes. So, yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed it. And I want to check it out again to kind of see where it goes from here. You know, the like you said, catch its footing. But I, as of now, I want to see it. But who knows when it does come out in July? On July first, the next episode. I think that's why they 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 drop all three episodes right away, right? Yeah, they put out the first three. To yeah, kind of give it's you a because because yeah. the first couple episodes are kind of they're not strong. And so I think I th- I think you I think you're right. Um, I do want to say this is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm really bad with names, but uh, the person that plays uh, uh, Sofia Salinas, Michael MJ Rodriguez, MJ Rodriguez, yeah. So she, yeah. I don't know what it is about her, but I really really like uh, the character. I I think she works in the grand scheme of everything that's kind of going on, and I like that she's uptight, and it it, it the, the dynamic between the characters are kind of changing overall. And I think the point the point that I really, really liked her character was uh, when they are ordering food and she orders an icy, <laughs> and like <laughs> they make it and it's like the, this like really expensive chef just to make an icy. It's like they use real cherries or something. I don't know why, but I I just dug that because I'm I was like that's what I would have asked for like an icy, you know. Yeah, the two play off each other pretty well. Like she's such a powerful like character that she intimidates molly uh, or my rudolph's character <laughs> she's like is there any way like i couldn't have come into work today she's like no it's just like you're just very intimidating <laughs> he's like he's like can you come he's like can we make it 10 and it's like oh yeah <laughs> i like to have meetings earlier it's like yeah we're gonna meet at nine or something like like really yeah she's like but, can we yeah, it like 11 yeah yeah it's so funny dude that was, that was like, a good there was this one scene in the in the in the episode i think episode two I can't remember for the life of me at the moment. Dude, it had me dying. Like, I laughed out loud. I didn't know. I didn't catch. I caught myself. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I just laughed out loud. Like, so there's some good writing in there, especially because you said there's Parks and Recreation. But I I still don't have that Parks and Recreation feel. And I think it's because we're slowly building to those characters. Because in Parks and Recreation, like, right away, you, like, get, like, Ron, Leslie, Nope, you get. I I think, uh, you know, you get Chris Pratt, which is pretty sweet. And then some of the other, like, random characters that don't really work are just there. And then they get rid of them later. I think Leslie Nope's first, like, love. 
Yeah, he get, they get rid of him after, I think, because he just didn't work. It's the Wild West in season one. Like, anything can happen. So at least it's enough that it's it's piquing my interest that I want to go back and finish the rest of the season. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see how well it does overall. Um, I want to know, like, have have you guys watched it? Like, what do you, what do you think of the first three episodes? Like, are you going to stick around and finish it? Um, let us know. Let us know. But, yeah, so... Our next one, Ernie, I wanted to talk to you about, I don't think we've even talked about it yet, Lightyear. Our first test flight is a go. Let's get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. We're all counting on you. Roger that. What'd you think of Lightyear? Because... I think I went in with certain expectations and uh, did it match what you were thinking or uh, tell me, tell me what your thoughts were. I did not have any expectations when I going to see the movie. I, I honestly believe that we didn't need this, you know, but that we got it. It's, it's not a bad thing. Right. And uh, so when I went to go check it out, I like, again, I wasn't expecting anything. It was, I, I, I had gone in kind of knowing that this was going to be for kids, not for me. I really was, I guess the only thing that I was expecting was these moments of Pixar-ness where it would be very, you know, heavily referenced uh, for Toy Story. And there is a lot of lines that they use from the movie and, you know, little scenes here and there. But it didn't, it just, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like one of those like touching, touching Pixar films that I've, you know, kind of grown to like love at this moment, at this time. Um the movie was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I had a weird experience. I think I've talked about it uh, with, with Lex on quotables, but I had uh, kids, obviously there, you know, I can't get mad. It's a kid's movie. Kids are going to be there. I had like this one little girl <laughs> that she was watching freaking toy story one and you could hear it. And I know I love toy story one. So I remember like I can hear the, uh, I can hear the scenes and yeah. I was like, Why is she? it was so freaking loud too. Um, and then this one other kid, like these two boys, kept saying like when Buzz Lightyear would come out, which was pretty often, and he would do something, they'd go Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Like they would just kept saying, <laughs> "I'm like, I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh god." But I'm like that. I like I expected that going into the film. I think, I think people forget that you know this isn't for us as much as it is the new generation of kids. Um, but I thought it was cool. I think the only thing I think I've talked about that. I really didn't care for I, is uh, the the side characters, um, the uh, Taika Waititi and um, uh, the little group of uh, yeah, the little ragtag yeah, 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 the freaking um, uh, uh, what's her name the uh, Darby, Darby and yeah, I, I I don't know what it was, dude, but I felt like you didn't need them. I think I really liked the dynamic between uh, Izzy Hawthorne and uh, Buzz Lightyear. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, there's like these really cool moments where, um, with the, uh, the grandmother of Izzy's, uh, which is, uh, um, well, she's a Hawthorne as well. Alicia, I think, I think it's Alicia Hawthorne. And, yeah. uh, I like, I, I was, you know, when she's getting older and, uh, Buzz Lightyear's kind of seeing the life kind of like everything changing. Cause you know, uh, you know, spoiler alert, he, <laughs> they get trapped in this little planet and, uh, he has to find a new hyperdrive. And so he has to test out a new one every time. And every time he goes fast, it skips five years, I believe, 
uh, uh, but it's only five minutes for him, but for everyone else, it's like five years. And so you're seeing everyone kind of grow older and, you know, everything is getting fixed and all this stuff. And it, it's really interesting. It's really, really cool. I like that they did that, but it just, I don't know. It just, there were certain things about the movie that just, you know, I feel like this one should have been a Disney. I think you, you tweeted this out, but I think this one should have came out to Disney plus and turning red should have been a movie theater experience. But I, no, I mean, I say that, but then again, like Buzz Lightyear, when you see it on the big screen, it's gorgeous, dude. They went all out on the character models. It's really, really pretty. So I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I would actually probably prefer to have both of them. Like Turning Red was really good, and I would have liked to see it on the big screen. Um, this one, it was funny because I kept thinking to myself, like, would would this have been a good movie if it wasn't tied to Buzz Lightyear? Like, if this had no ties to the Toy Story franchise at all, would it still have been a good movie? And I feel like it still would have been a good kids movie for sure. It just, I think we had this level of Pixar in our minds that were like, this needs to be really good. And I think the trailers kind of built it up in a way to, to be like, oh, we're going to get that same Pixar, you know, the feels, right? We wanted to have those emotions. And like, I feel like the first part of the, the movie, like that sets it up was really good. And it's looks like it's preparing for something that's like even more like crazy. But then it just becomes kind of a fun science fiction adventure, like something that's like even my wife said, she's like, this was this would be really fun to take like a, you know, a son or a, a, like a cousin, right? Like a, someone that's like a young kid to watch this movie. I, I could see them being really excited about it. Um, having been older, you know, like we've seen a lot of sci-fi, we've seen a lot of space movies. So like this wasn't anything necessarily breaking ground or new for us. It was still enjoyable. I dude, I love the, the the socks, the robot. That one had kind of stole the show, and it was so great that it was a robot, right? I kept thinking like, this is dumb. Like, this is just for Pixar, like to sell their toys. But it made so much sense because it had no effect. Like the time had no effect on him, and so he could stay that socks robot. And it was like that was really clever. There's a lot of clever, like Pixar does a really good job of like thinking through all the decisions that it makes in these movies. But the the overall storyline, it was just kind of like it was like a good story. It wasn't a great story. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I want to watch this over and over. It was enjoyable. The like I said, the the voice performances didn't bother me. I know people wanted to see Tim Allen. It kind of would have been cool to see Tim Allen. I know we're doing spoilers now, so like that whole reveal at the end where uh, it's older Tim or it's older Buzz Lightyear. I was like, oh, they should have had Tim Allen play older buzz that would have been kind of cool yeah that would have been really cool um i don't know just like things like that where that twist at least got me like i was not expecting that twist at the end um so that was clever but i felt like overall it was just kind of an okay story it was like an okay pixar adventure it wasn't you know it doesn't sit on the top shelf of you know up or you know finding nemo or something like that it was just it's just pretty good. I mean, beautiful. Uh, I would put, I almost feel like I would put Turning Red up above, like as far as story. It was something fresh, right? This one was, I don't know what I would do different though. Like, is there anything that, I don't know, you that you disliked <laughs> or anything I mean, that was I like, think, ah. I think I would have enjoyed a little bit. 
I think I would have enjoyed them kind of, you know, traveling through different planets and doing stuff like that. I think, um, you know, you know, more space stuff as opposed to just being stuck in a planet. Um, yeah, that could have worked true, a little true. bit more. Maybe it would have felt uh, like there was a bigger threat. It kind of felt like I think me and uh, Lex were we agreed to, about this, but um, we said that it reminded us of up. Like it's like an old man kind of being the the evil person at the end. You know, it's like I thought that yeah. was interesting. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And and uh, you know, you know, one of my biggest gripes of the film was let me see if you kind of remember this, but you know, the cat kind of figures out the. Uh, the uh the, the hyperdrive equation needed whatever, for yeah. the hyperdrive yeah but he ends up getting it ends up getting destroyed but the cat doesn't know it anymore and i'm like well isn't the cat a robot <laughs> like, why doesn't he remember any of that i don't know i just that's true yeah, i always true. i don't know why that bugged me i was like come on socks no, but socks did definitely sold the show i feel like a lot of kids are gonna want like a toy of socks uh i think my favorite scene is uh when he he shoots the one of the guards with a dart, and then Buzz goes like, "Was that dart for me? If I got if I went off the end <laughs> yeah. or something?" And then he's or I forgot he says it, and he's like, "You got five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "Yes, definitely." <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was clever, dude. I I I still go like, it's it's just still an interesting movie. I feel like, I think the idea of having. Like I think they wanted to do a space movie, and I think this was kind of like Pixar's interstellar version, right? It does feel like it's very like focused in on one planet. It's almost like you're stuck, right? It's like in a bottle episode where it's like only on this planet, and you want to see Buzz, you know, exploring. And I do like how they brought, introduced Zerg. Like it all made sense. Uh, a lot of creativeness went into like how, you know why does he say Zerg? And it was like oh that's the only way he can say my name because he's a robot. And I was like oh that's clever. Um, but I feel like once they got the idea in their head that like, we want to tell the story that Andy saw to get the Buzz Lightyear toy, I almost feel like that crippled it in a way because then they couldn't go super crazy. Like they had to keep everything within that world and it had to fit within, you know, what would Andy have seen? And I felt like if they had, but I don't think you can separate it. Like, we you know what? Once they get that idea in their head, like, I don't think they could have possibly like detached this space adventure from it. Right. They had to do that. Like, it was like, this is the reason why we're making this film. But I think it confused a lot of people because I think they were thinking this is going to be a Buzz Lightyear adventure, but it's not. It's a spaceman adventure that happens to be the movie that's linked to him wanting an action figure of that. I don't know. It it was a little it, the concept was a good idea, but it, the execution of it was a little weird, um, if that makes sense. But um, so overall, I don't know. I don't know if I'd rate it, but will I watch it again? Maybe not. Maybe if it comes out on Disney Plus, I might watch it with like kids or something. But I probably won't go back and revisit it. How about you? Uh, same for me. I don't think this is a movie I want to go back to watch again. It, it is something I would want to show my our nephew um i feel like he he will appreciate this film um i don't even know if he's actually watched toy story i kind of want to get a perspective of someone who hasn't even seen toy story um yeah just to yeah kinda, even like know, um like more younger like our our youngest nephew like i feel like he might like this even more than our older one um just yeah, like that yeah, age yeah. range yeah. might because there's really nothing as far as like super scary 
in in the storyline i don't think like i think it, it works well for a lot of family like younger audiences so so what'd you guys think did you see lightyear and what'd you guys think let us know on twitter all right so that's our review for lightyear ernie i wanted to talk about so you finally saw black phone and uh me and my wife went and saw it a couple weeks ago we got an early screening for it and Hello? Don't hang up. Who are you? You know all our names? You're getting out of here. Please, please let the dreams be real. See the wall in front of you? I tore a long cable loose from down there. There's a combination lock on the inside of the storm door. What's the combination? I carved it in the wall. Hang up the phone! The tree, the door, the gate. I'd never seen it before except in my dream. You don't have much time. You're gonna use a weapon. You raise the phone, step back, and swing. Look what you made me do. Please hurry. You remember what I told you? That someday I have to stand up for myself. Someday is today, Finn. This is the movie that was screened at CinemaCon, I think. A lot of people saw it early. It got a lot of pretty positive reviews. It's got Ethan Hawke in it, but it, it mostly stars these two kids. Well, it's like a group of kids. But um, Finney Shaw, a 13-year-old boy who gets kidnapped by this guy, this killer called The Grabber. And um, there's this whole phone on the wall that's like disconnected. And basically what happens is he hears like the the previous victims through this phone and they're basically trying to help him get out. So that's kind of the basic premise of the, of the movie. Ethan Hawke plays the grabber. Uh, He's got this crazy mask that he wears and uh, you're basically following the story of Finn of like how, you know, what happens to him. And then he's got a, a sister named Gwen that's got some sort of psychic abilities trying to help him out. Um, So, when we first saw the trailer, I wasn't like super excited about it. I heard a lot of good buzz about it though. And then, you know, my, our wives like, like horror and you know, that spooky ghost type of horror. And so I took her cause I thought, Oh, you know, this would be a fun one for her to watch. And I heard good buzz about it. And, um, I'll have to say I was pretty surprised. Like I was, I was decently surprised with this movie. I, I wasn't thinking I was going to like it, but I felt like the direction that it took was a uh, pretty decent. what do you think, Ernie? I agree with you. I really loved the aesthetic of the whole. F- I thought Ethan Hawke did a great job. There's just these moments that just really, really creep me out, and it just works so well. I think this movie had kind of an emotional roller coaster because there's so many things kind of going on in the beginning. It's not like right away, you know, the kid gets taken and stuff. You know, in the beginning, you kind of see that the father is like an alcoholic. And he like mistreats the kids, and then you kind of feel bad. You feel bad. I mean, you're supposed to feel bad for him, but he, you're like, he's a piece of like. Sorry, well, I watch my life. He's a piece of crap. <laughs> like, why is he, you know, being like that? And then you kind of find out as the story progresses. There's a reason he became an alcoholic because his mother had uh, mental issues, and he, she was kind of like her daughter, you know, being able to see visions and all that. Like I, you had just said, and there's some really good jump scares in this movie. And uh, I jumped like three times, dude. I I, I was like, I was like, ah! 
I really got mm-hmm. caught off guard. I didn't expect it, especially for a for a movie like this. I thought it wasn't gonna be some sort of supernatural. There was one jump scare for me. There was a couple for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, there was like two or three that I remember like jumping pretty hard. I think it was two that I remember oh, jumping because okay. it was so loud. I was in Dolby, and like <laughs> even the freaking the, the 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 chairs were shaking, bro. I was like, oh jeez. Uh. God, there's some some really cool moments in that movie, and I, I really like the song in the beginning, like. It plays off like a documentary you watch on IDTV. You know what I mean? Like those documentaries about the killers, like the real stuff that actually has happened. It kind of plays off like that in the beginning where it's like they lived the Oh, the intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like... <laughs> Come on and take a free ride. And it's like really cool. And then they're following like one of the kids. And uh, I, really, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden it... He he kind of gets taken and then it goes into like the the intro of it and I'm like I was like wow this worked really well for me I like I really love that I love the edits of this film uh, I really yeah. dude the the actress or the actor the little girl his sister that we talked about uh, gosh I forget her name right now uh, her name Madeline is Gwen, McGraw. Ma- Madeline Madeline McGraw dude she is the standout character of this film like. She does such a phenomenal job throughout the whole movie. There's a scene where she's talking to two of the police officers who are questioning her because she kind of knows details of like of the kidnappings because she sees visions, right? And so they're asking her questions like, why do you know this? And like, do you know? Is it because I'm the killer? You effing something, he tells them. And I was like, wow, she like that was like beautifully done. Like she like for a kid to be able to, you know, bring out that kind of intensity and, you know, humor and just kind of work throughout the film like her you know her the emotion it was i was like this was really really well done man yeah when she's going uh back and forth with the dad when the dad's drunk and like she had she had to bring a lot of emotion to that scene and i thought she did a really good job mason thames that plays finn did a really good job as well this movie i felt like really could have been terrible like it could have easily been really bad just because the story was kind of like on paper, it's a little cheese, right? But the way it was directed and the way yeah. they did certain things, they did it in a way that was interesting to watch and it made you want to like figure out kind of what was going on. And like, it just worked for me. I, I, I liked the direction that they, they took it in. Like it could have been a lot of things like the grabber could have been really just a horrible person and they gave him sort of like this back and forth and so they added a little bit more interest to the character than just like a straight sadistic killer like i mean in the end you're like oh this guy's terrible like this is a really bad guy but he had more layers to him than just a straight um killer same with uh, you know the dad like the whole they didn't need to put that whole storyline in with the dad being drunk and like them, you know, his issues with the mom, but it added more layers to it. You know, you got a little bit more uh, depth to the, the kids as to why the kids are the way they are. You know, the, the past victims on the phone, that could have been really cheesy, really kind of lame. But I loved like kind of the little ways they, they'd show the kid, but he'd also sound like he was talking through the phone. And like, I liked that kind of little dynamic. So, I mean, it was a, a well-told tale. Not necessarily I'd want to go back and watch it, but for what it was worth, it was good. It wasn't necessarily like horror horror, like as far as like gruesome or anything, but it was definitely in the, in the horror genre. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I, I think uh, a lot of the things that added layer to it gave it more depth. 
uh, just to the overall story and uh, it intrigued me. I don't think, you know, while watching this film, I don't think I once got bored. I, I was intrigued throughout the whole thing. I know this isn't, you know, for everyone, it is a little bit more on the uh, darker tone, right, for the uh, what it's doing. Um, but overall, it's it's a great film. And uh, again, Ethan Hawke did a wonderful job, you know, and to, to play a character like that. It just, I think they gave him such great directing to make you feel like what the kid was going to feel like it, you like you were you felt bad like you felt scared like he gave you all the emotions and i think they i think this movie did great i i don't know how i don't know how well it did on the box office but if you guys like you know horror films i mean again it's not horrific as horrific but it is a really good horror film yeah surprisingly uh surprisingly solid uh but yeah, that's our review for The Black Phone. Um, what did you guys think? Did you guys like the movie? Have you seen the movie yet? Uh, what would you want us to review next? Let us know. Leave your comments at Watchful Tweets or use the hashtag WatchClosely on Twitter. And that should wrap it up for this episode. I just want to say thank you guys if you made it all the way to the end. As as always, you are the true fans. Um, Ernie, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Yeah, of course. As always, dude. Always. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening we do it for you and we do it for us because we're selfish as well (laughs) just kidding we love doing this we love talking movies so we do appreciate you guys listening thank you guys and gals and everything in between yeah definitely thank you guys for joining us we'll see you guys uh, next week for a new episode so uh, until then have a great week and we'll catch you guys in the next one goodbye goodbye guys my eyes in ways that other people can't.